0: We're going to be reading this morning from God's Word as we do every Sunday here at Sunrise. And our Easter uh, Sunday scripture is taken from the Gospel according to John. John, and towards the end of it, chapter 20, vamos a leer del Evangelio según San Juan capítulo 20, uh, versículos 1 al 9. We'll have the scripture up on the screen and you can follow there, but also you can follow along in your Bibles. Pueden seguir en sus Biblias o en la pantalla. And I'm going to read first in English, and then I'll read in Spanish. Leo primero en inglés, y después en español. Now, there is a long-standing tradition that when the message of the resurrection is read on Easter Sunday, the long-standing tradition is that God's people stand. It won't be for long, okay, but we will stand. So I want to invite you to stand. pueden poner de pie, según la tradición, que nos ponemos de pie, Para la lectura del mensaje de la resurrección. This is the gospel. This is the good news of our Lord. El Evangelio las Buenas Nuevas de nuestro Señor. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. El primer día de la semana, muy de mañana, cuando todavía estaba oscuro, María Magdalena fue al sepulcro vio que habían quitado la piedra que cubría la entrada así que fue corriendo a ver a Simón Pedro y al otro discípulo a quien Jesús amaba y les dijo se han llevado del sepulcro al Señor y no sabemos dónde lo han puesto Pedro y el otro discípulo se dirigieron entonces al sepulcro ambos fueron corriendo pero como el otro discípulo corría más a prisa que Pedro llegó primero al sepulcro inclinándose se asomó y vio allí las vendas pero no entró Tras él, llegó Simón Pedro y entró en el sepulcro. Vio allí las vendas y el sudario que había cubierto la cabeza de Jesús, aunque el sudario no estaba con las vendas, sino enrollado en un lugar aparte. En ese momento, entró también el otro discípulo, el que había llegado primero al sepulcro, y vio y creyó. Hasta entonces, no habían entendido la escritura que dice que Jesús tenía que resucitar. This is the word of the Lord, la palabra del Señor. You may be seated, pueden sentarse. So we have already had a tremendous morning. Uh, some of us were up early at the sunrise service, uh, not at this sunrise, but at sunrise, you know, when the sun comes over the mountains and we had a great service with the community. Ya algunos de nosotros estuvimos en un servicio del amanecer en otro lugar a las seis y media. And it's a day of celebration. This is a day for family. It's a day for, for new beginnings. And so it's on a day like this that I kind of hesitate to be negative. No quisiera ser negativo un día como este. But I feel like I really need to call your attention to something. Tengo que llamarles atención a algo. Um, it's something you may not know. A lo mejor no lo saben. And if you do know it, it's something that you may. Not want to think about. Si lo saben, no quieren pensarlo a lo mejor. But that doesn't change the reality of it. No cambia su realidad. So at the risk of being a wet blanket, uh, no quiero ser agua fiestas, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You are deeply in debt. Están endeudados profundamente. I mean really deep. And so am I. Now, I, I don't know anything about your bills. I haven't been reading your mail. Okay. I used to be a debt collector, by the way, so I've read a few of people's mail, and I know what goes on, but I haven't, I don't know where you're in arrears, yo no conozco sus facturas, I don't have to, no tengo que saber, because the fact is I know you are in debt, if you are a citizen of this country, the fact of the matter is you are in debt to the tune of $61,000 per person, cada uno de ustedes debe por lo menos $61,000. That is as of 2017 your personal share of the national debt of 21 trillion dollars. Es tu parte de la deuda nacional de 21 trillones de dólares. Actually that's not exactly how much you owe. You owe more. Because the revised figure is each citizen is on the hook for 64,000 dollars. Sixty-four million dollars es lo que debes. And if you're a resident of California, any Californians around here? Any Californians in the house? You owe 11000 more. That's the state debt, okay? And el estado son $11,000 dollars And it's climbing. It's going up all the time. In fact, there's a website, if you look it up, uh, it's called the Debt Clock. I don't see the web, and I'm just going to show you a screenshot. I wish I could show you the site. But on the upper left-hand corner in the red, U.S. National Debt, if you go on the site, that site's just going like that. It's going up all the time. En ese sitio se muestra. You're going up. The debt's going up. You and I are in debt. And although we can joke about it and have a little bit of fun, here's the thing. Someday we're going to have to pay up. I'm not a politician, so that's not my problem. Thank God. Algún día vamos a tener que pagar esto. Now, that's pretty bad news. Sorry to bring it to you. But that is not, believe it or not, the worst news I can bring us today. No es la peor noticia que podríamos tener hoy. I have worse news for you. We are deeply in debt. Not only in dollars, we are in debt in sins. Estamos endeudados en dólares y pecados. I didn't say dollars and cents. I said dollars and sins. Estamos endeudados con dólares y pecados. The truth that we need to face and understand this morning is that each one of us is indebted because of our sin. We are indebted to God and our sin debt according to the scriptures, is way more than we know. It is far more than $21 trillion per person. And fact is, it's climbing all the time. Estamos endeudados más que $21 trillones dólares por persona por el pecado. The Bible says, in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. La paga del pecado es muerte, dice la vida. In other words, the sin debt that we have incurred with God is, is like a hole that we just keep digging. Es como un, un pozo que excavamos. And that hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper until finally that hole of sin that we dig with God becomes our grave. E, e, eso viene a ser nuestro sepulcro. And the only thing, the only thing we can even begin to offer up to pay that sin debt is our lives. And that's not even enough. Podemos ofrecer la vida, pero no suficiente para pagar eso. Our lives are not enough to pay for our sin debt. In fact, not even our eternal death or our eternal punishment is enough to even get close to wiping out the debt of sin that we have incurred with God according to the Bible. Nuestro castigo eterno puede borrar nuestra cuenta con Dios. We can't even pay for it that way. Even if we die forever, even if we're in hell forever, it will not pay the debt. It won't be paid off. Death is the insatiable, unsatisfied debt collector. La muerte es un colector de deudas. In Proverbs chapter 30 verse 16 in the Bible, there is a list of things and it says that among these things, the grave is something in this world that never says enough. El sepulcro no se cansa de consumir. Nunca dice, Basta. Death has never been able to say to the human race, you are paid up. There's no one that death would say, I am good with it. No, death is always saying to you and to me, pay what you owe. Give me your life. And even that's not enough. La muerte dice, dame tu vida. Of the millions and billions of people that have walked on our planet, Not one human being has died for their sins. Ningún ser humano ha muerto por sus pecados. Of the millions and billions of people that walked our planet, every single person has died in their sins. Todos han muerto en sus pecados, but no one's been able to die for their sins. To be able to pay the price to the point where death zeroes out the account and says, you're paid up. I release my claim on you. We're good. We're settled now. La muerte no dice a nadie. Ya quedas en cero. Tu cuenta. That's bad news, isn't it? Now, I'm not trying to tell you that in order to depress us today. No quiero deprimirnos. I don't want to depress anybody. Rather, I want to impress upon you what an incredible surprise it had to be on that first Easter morning. Tenía que ser una sorpresa aquella mañana. When when Mary Magdalene and and Simon Peter and this other disciple, uh, whom we believe was the the disciple John, when they came to the tomb and they found it empty. We we can't even begin to understand that surprise. Tenía que ser una sorpresa cuando María Magdalena y, y Simón Pedro y Juan llegaron a la tumba y la encontraron vacía. Because what they found is not Jesus. They did not only not find Jesus. They they found evidence that that death had given him up. Encontraron evidencia que la muerte había soltado a Jesús. So there's first of all the stone. The immovable stone had been moved and removed. La piedra inmovible había sido movida. That's a problem. You see, once death shuts a door, death doesn't open it up again. Cuando la muerte cierra, la puerta no la abre. And the grave clothes that Jesus was wearing, the, the linens that had been carefully wrapped around his body and the head cloth that had been wrapped around his head, all of that had been unwrapped. It was in reverse. Las vendas y sudario habían sido desenvueltos and they were all folded up neatly to the side like your laundry when it comes out of the washing machine. It's all there for somebody else to use. But here's the thing. Once you dress for death... Death doesn't let you change your clothes again. Una vez que te viste para la muerte, no puedes cambiar la ropa. So the scene here that we find in, in, in the Gospels is really it's almost the scene of, of an escaped prisoner. It's the scene of a jailbreak. Se encuentra aquí como un prisionero escapado. But here's the thing. Once you are held captive by death, death doesn't let anybody escape. It's it's worse than Alcatraz. It's the one prison you can't escape from. La muerte no permite que nadie se escape. And so, this whole scene leaves Peter and and John scratching their heads and they're out of breath not only because they've run to get to the tomb, but because it is just so unexpected, so surprising. Pedro y Juan están sin, quedan sin aliento, no solo por haber corrido, sino porque es tanto una sorpresa. Now, in verse 9, we find something here that I think can help us to put in perspective what we've just read. Verse 9, it says, they still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Hace entonces no habían entendido la Escritura que dice que Jesús tenía que resucitar. Last week I made a comment on this, that the disciples, they didn't understand all these events at first. It was only after the fact that they kind of went back They went back to the scriptures, to the word of God, the Old Testament, and they they started to kind of piece together what had happened. Los discípulos después uh, miraron la palabra de Dios para entender lo que había pasado. So the disciples didn't understand in that moment what was going on. They believed, or at least John did. It says he saw the evidence. He believed that Jesus had risen. Juan creyó que Jesús había resucitado, but he didn't understand why. They didn't understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. It had to be this way. Jesus tenía que resucitar según las escrituras. Literally, in in the original language of the Bible, it says they did not understand from the scriptures that it was owed Jesus to rise again. Literalmente dice se le debía a Jesús resucitar. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was something that was owed him. It was an outstanding debt. La resurrección fue una deuda pendiente, algo que se le debía a Jesús. Jesus was owed this. It had to be this way. Who owed him? ¿Quién le debió? Well, the simple answer is, death owed him. La muerte le debió. Think about it. Death could not hold Jesus. Death owed it to Jesus to let him go because death had no legitimate claim on him. La muerte no tenía ningún reclamo legítimo. On Good Friday, Jesus, the sinless one, died. El que no tenía pecado murió. Jesus, on Good Friday, paid the price of a sinner. Él pagó el precio del pecador. Here's the catch. He wasn't a sinner. He paid the price of a sinner, but he wasn't a sinner. He was the sinless one, and so he gave himself up to death. Él se entregó la muerte y pagó el precio del pecador, aún no siendo pecador. So death didn't take him. Death didn't take a legitimate claim on Jesus, but rather Jesus gave himself up to death. Él cedió a la muerte. And in doing so, what did Jesus do? He wiped out the outstanding debt that the sinful human race had with God because of our sin. He took that debt and wiped it out completely. Zeroed it out, all of it. Él pagó el precio en la deuda pendiente que tenía la raza humana con el pecado. So what's the deal? Jesus owes death nothing because he has no sin. No le debe a la muerte nada a Jesús. But because Jesus, the sinless one, died and paid the price of a sinner, now the tables have been turned and death owes him everything. La muerte le debe a Jesús todo. In the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, there's a, a verse that is very powerful, and it goes to something we sang and something that uh, Danny said in that beautiful spoken word. Uh, if we go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, Apocalipsis 1, 18, al fin de la Biblia, it's at the end of the Bible, and the risen Lord Jesus is speaking. Habla Jesús, resucitado, and this is what he says. He says, I am the living one. I was dead. And behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Yo soy el que vive estuve muerto, pero ahora vivo por los siglos de los siglos y tengo las llaves de la muerte y del infierno. Jesus' resurrection means that all these things that have held us captive, that have indebted us, sin, hell, Satan, death, all these things that have held us captive have now become captive to him. He holds the keys. He's locked them up and he's not going to let them out. That's the good news. Jesucristo tiene las llaves de la muerte, el pecado, infierno, Satanás, esas cosas que nos cautivaban ya los tiene en cautiverio. And so... Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, yes, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. La paga del pecado es muerte, sino que la dádiva de Dios es vida eterna en Cristo, Jesús. That's the good news. Jesus on the cross paid the outstanding debt of sin that you and I had. En la cruz, Él pagó la, la deuda pendiente que teníamos. But in His resurrection, what we find is that death owes Him. En la resurrección, la muerte la debe a Él. And the outstanding life that Jesus deserves, He provides as a gift. Esa vida es un regalo outstanding life, it's outstanding life because it's the outstanding debt that was owed to Jesus, it's outstanding life because it's outside of what we deserve, it's outside of what we could ever earn, it's outside of anything that we could ever gain for ourselves, es una vida pendiente, es nada que pudimos, pudimos ganar o meditar en nosotros, But it's also outstanding life for another reason. It's outstanding life because this is eternal life. This is life that can never go back and die. This is the life that Jesus has obtained. A life that is there that death can never touch. That's the good news that we celebrate. Jesus is alive forever and ever and ever. And he holds the keys. Jesus vive por siempre y Él tiene las llaves. And here's the good news. For those that are willing to respond to what Jesus Christ has done, to place their sin debt on Him, to let that go, to trust in Him, to embrace Him. To follow Him. There is this gift of outstanding life. Outstanding life that begins today but will never end. We all have a debt with death. Yes, we all have a date with death. What's your date? I don't know what mine is. Todos tenemos una deuda y una fecha con la muerte. I know my birth date, January 11. I don't know the day I will die. But here's the thing. Now, death for me is not even an attempt to pay a debt. Death for me is not the end. Death for me and for those who believe in Jesus Christ is not captivity in darkness forever and ever. That's the doorway into everlasting life because Jesus Christ has won the victory. Esa es la puerta a la vida eterna por Jesús. To understand, it's changed the whole picture. In Isaiah 61, in the Old Testament, I want to go back to a word that was written centuries before all of this happened. Isaiah 61. And I wonder, I don't know about you, but I wonder if this maybe was one of the scriptures that those disciples went back and looked at. This might have been one of the scriptures that they looked at and finally understood, okay, that's why Jesus had to rise. Isaiah 61, Isaiah 61. It's talking about Jesus hundreds of years before. Años antes habla de Jesús. It says, "The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me." El espíritu del Señor omnipotente está sobre mí por cuanto me ha ungido. Who is Jesus? We call him the Christ. Christ means he's the anointed one. Él es el ungido. He's saying, the Lord's anointed me. This is, this is as if Jesus were speaking it. The Lord's anointed me to do what? He has sent me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Me ha ungido para anunciar buenas nuevas a los pobres. Me ha enviado a sanar a los corazones heridos, a proclamar liberación a los cautivos y los prisioneros. He has anointed me and sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. A pregonar el año del favor del Señor y el día de la venganza de nuestro Dios. This is why Jesus had to rise from the dead. He was anointed and appointed and sent by God to deal with our sin debt, to heal the brokenhearted, to release the prisoners. Jesus vino para sanar a los quebrantados y soltar a los prisioneros. And then it says he came to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Vino a pregonar el año del Señor. De su favor. The year of, of God's undeserved <coughs> mercy and goodness. What is that year? ¿Cuál es el año del favor del Señor? In the Old Testament, this referred to a year known as the year of jubilee. Se refería al año de jubileo en el Antiguo Testamento. The year of jubilee was really a a once-in-a-lifetime event in the the history of the people of Israel where basically once every 50 years there was this special year called the year of jubilee. Cada 50 años había este año de de jubileo. And the year of jubilee, if you're lucky, you only had it once, the year of jubilee was a year for, get this, the year of jubilee was a year for canceling debts. Fue un año para cancelar las deudas. This is why Jesus Christ had to rise from the dead. It was owed him to rise from the dead. To proclaim a year of jubilee, the opportunity to have our sin debt canceled with God. And the day of vengeance for our God. El día de la venganza de Dios. In other words, Jesus Christ in his resurrection has taken vengeance on death for its reign of terror. And now death is defeated. La muerte es derrotada. That's the good news. And so here's the thing. Our sins are canceled. Our debt is done with. If we are connected with Jesus Christ, bottom line, we're free. Somos libres. Free to run after Jesus and live what he called the abundant life. Somos libres para llevar la vida abundante. Peter and John, they ran after an empty tomb, but we get to do better. We get to run after a risen Savior. Podemos correr detrás de un Salvador resucitado. And you know what our only debt is? Nuestra única deuda, Romans thirteen eight says, our only debt is the continuing debt to love one another. And it's really not a debt. Es la deuda de amarnos unos a otros. It, you can't pay Jesus back for what he's done. So our debt is to love one another. Our only debt is to love him, to worship him, to honor him, to follow him, to seek him. It's a lifelong privilege, a lifelong journey of running after Jesus. Nuestra única deuda es la pendiente de amar a Jesús, seguirlo y querer conocerlo. Have you ever, guys ever heard of a guy named uh, Dave Ramsey? Some of you may know who he is, Dave Ramsey. Uh, a few years ago, here at our church, we did a thing called Financial Peace. Yeah, it's a, a training course to help uh, people. Dave Ramsey, for years, has dedicated his life to helping thousands of people pay off the credit cards, pay car loans, and basically avoid financial ruin. Uh, Dave Ramsey is un, un consejero de deudas que ayuda a las personas a evitar las deudas con un programa que se llama Paz Financiera. He has a radio program. And uh, I've listened to it from time to time. Tiene un programa de radio. He gives advice. But then as a part of this radio program, he'll have people come on who have their story to tell. Dar testimonios de personas en el programa. They'll come, and there'll be people that have wiped out 30, dollars 50, $60,000 of debt or more. And they'll tell their story. Narran su historia. And then he invites them to participate in what he calls a debt-free scream. Después hacen un grito de libertad. And so he'll count it down, three, two, one. And the people scream, we're debt free. Somos libres de la deuda, dice la gente. People, I'm not Dave Ramsey. But this is a word that says to us, we're debt free. If you have trusted and confessed your sins to Jesus Christ, you determine that that's not your life. You want to dig out of that debt hole and you want to live an abundant life, outstanding life. You want to to know him. You want to follow him. You want to seek him. You want to live as a free person. Congratulations. If you have received Jesus Christ, you're debt free. Si has dejado tus pecados con Cristo y quieres seguirlo y amarlo y obedecerlo. If you want to obey him and and love him with all your heart, you're debt free. Somos libres de la deuda. And there are many of you today, I've heard you say amen. Yes, you're in that place. So guess what? Let's do a debt free scream. I'll count it down. Yo voy a contar. Tres, dos, uno. And then we're going to scream two languages, remember. We're debt free. Somos libres de la deuda. You ready? Three, two, one. We're debt free! Somos libres de la deuda. Does that feel good? That's, that's the good news. The good news. Now, I want to also say a word to some others who may be here this morning. Maybe you're here because a family member says you've got to be here if you're going to have ham afterwards. And you may have actually been offended when I said that you're in debt with your sins. Because you're saying, well, I'm not even sure I have sins. Or you may be saying, well, I think I can take care of this. I'm good without Jesus. You know, a little religion's good, but, you know, don't get overworked about it. Maybe you have never even considered that you have a sin debt with God. A lo mejor nunca has pensado que tienes una deuda del pecado con Dios. If you've never confronted and confessed those sins in your life. If you've never determined to let them go. Si nunca soltado tus pecados. If, if you've never realized that you need a new life. But you, you're beginning to say, hey, maybe there's something I'm missing in my life. Let me say to you this morning. Si estás buscando una nueva vida. This is your time. This is your year of jubilee. This is your day of God's favor. Este es tu tiempo, tu año de jubileo. You can be free. And we've been talking about this at sunrise over the last few weeks. The promise that we have is of a different life in Christ. Not always an easy life to follow Jesus. I'm not saying it's, it's all peaches and cream. It, it is hard sometimes to follow Jesus, many times but it's a different life. and Cristo tienes y puedes tener una vida diferente. You can have a different identity, a different purpose, a different life, a different destiny, not the grave. Tu destino no tiene que ser la muerte. Your destiny can be the, the eternal kingdom, the new creation That Jesus Christ, even now, is preparing for his people. And let me tell you, it is outstanding. Él está preparando un nuevo reino. If that is something, you say, you know what? I need this. I need someone to pay my debt. And I need outstanding life. I want to invite you. In fact... I want to say this. Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. We haven't done that yet today, have we? I want to say it again, and you can say after me. I'll say Christ is risen. He's risen indeed is your reply. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Cristo ha resucitado. Ha resucitado de verdad. And He offers you outstanding life. If you, this morning, even have an inkling... I need outstanding life. My life isn't outstanding right now. And you don't even know what to do with that. I'm just going to ask you to take a simple step. Voy a pedir que den un paso simple. If you know you're in need of outstanding life and you've never trusted in Jesus, stand for outstanding life. Ponte de pie para una vida sobresaliente. And what we'd like to do is we'd like to pray with you, so that you too can also be debt-free. That's our heart's desire. So I'm going to invite you all to bow your heads with me. Vamos a inclinar nuestras cabezas. And if you know this morning that this is a day that you need God's favor, you need this sin debt dealt with, I want to invite you to stand. All you're saying is, "I, I need a change. I need Jesus. I don't know what I'm doing, but stand up. Just simply stand, and someone will be willing to come next to you and pray with you. Alguien está dispuesto a venir a tu lado, orar contigo. I'm just going to give you a moment to do that. Don't be afraid. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to open the door, and when you open the door to Jesus Christ, he, he comes in with all kinds of light, all kinds of love, all kinds of help. He comes in with a new family behind him called the church. I invite you to stand where you are right now if you'd like Jesus Christ to be in your life. I see one person standing and there may be others. Don't be afraid. No one here is ashamed of your stand. We're glad for a stand you would take for Jesus today. No need to feel that you're being put on the spot either. But stand. Ponte de pie. There's some people standing right now. Hay personas de pie esta mañana. I'm going to invite our elder team just to get next to those people. Voy a invitar nuestros ancianos a ponerse al lado de estas personas. We have awesome people in this church that they just love to pray with people. And we're going to pray right now. So just get next to someone. And I want to invite you to pray simply with me. Vamos a orar simplemente. What we're doing is we're responding to a gift. Estamos respondiendo a un regalo. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you had to rise from the dead. You were perfect. Tuviste que resucitar de los muertos. Eras perfecto. Jesús. I'm not perfect. I am in debt. Estoy endeudado contigo. I have sinned and I've failed. He pecado he fallado. By myself. My only end is the grave. Uh, por mi mismo mi único fin es, la, es el sepulcro but Jesus you you've opened the door to outstanding life has abierto la puerta a una vida sobresaliente thank you Jesus I believe you died on the cross to pay the outstanding debt of my sin creo que moriste en la cruz para pagar la deuda de mis pecados I believe you are alive today you've risen creo que vives ahora y has resucitado I open the stone of my heart I roll it open for you to come in abro la piedra que cubre mi corazón para que entres Lord Jesus Christ I want a relationship with you quiero una relación contigo Señor Come, teach me one step at a time how to follow you enséñame paso por paso a seguirte without you I will fail with you I can do all things sin ti voy a fallar y contigo puedo hacer todas las cosas thank you for this wonderful message of the good news of Easter, of the resurrection. Gracias por el mensaje de de la resurrección. I, by faith, declare today, in Christ, en Cristo, I'm debt free. Soy libre de mis deudas. Amen.